News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Now it's time for your daily pep talk on News Radio Pensacola. Text in the show at 850 437 Radio 92.3. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey. <laughs> I'm, I'm cracking myself up, Josh, in my own head. In gosh, there's so many people in there. Uh, it, Josh is with the Santa Rosa Extension Residential Horticultural. And I just said, you know what? It is too early to say a big word like that. <laughs> Good morning, sir. Good morning. And congratulations on your baby. Oh, thank you. Aw. Yeah, we appreciate that. My wife and I, she does a She's amazing. She's our rock. She's what keeps me in line. So, Well, that's what we do as women. <laughs> that is our job, okay? I've heard that before. Oh, it's a true story. So the weather change is like crazy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love it. I know. I know. Haters going to hate. If you want to <laughs> talk to Josh, ask any questions, 850 not crazy about the wind. I know there's probably been a lot of plant damage overnight. Probably. Cause Woke I, up I th- to some boats turned over and canoes. It was kind of like, gosh, is this hurricane force winds? These things are going to fly into the window. Um, but I like the cold. But what is it going to be doing to our yards? Uh, well, it's going to depend. So I think it got into the, what, upper 30s last night? I don't know. At I least, was in bed. At least up by, <laughs> I was at, asleep. At least up by me. I live in Jay. So I think up... By oh, there, okay. it got it got a lot, it gets colder up there oh, than yeah. it does down here, um, but there could be a number of things. Now it wasn't a prolonged cold like we had last winter. Um, I'm sure that's coming. I don't know how long it's going to last, but we will get those below freezing days. Um, now it didn't go below freezing, so there shouldn't be a ton of damage. There might be some wind damage. There might be some minor frost damage, but your plant should come back from that because it didn't actually freeze. Okay. Are we looking at freezing? I've been glancing over at the Weather Channel, um, but I'm just, you know, I, what do we do? Like, I'm thinking that maybe we don't want to water our yards late at night right now because it could possibly freeze our grass or plants. We don't want to water your yards at night ever. Okay. You always want to water in the morning right before sunrise. Um, and so the freezing there is not such a big deal. Now, if you do have cold coming, one of the one of the ways to mitigate it is to water before that cold hits. Um, so what happens is the ground holds onto the, the heat a lot better and water holds onto heat a lot better than, uh, than just air does. And so if your ground is watered and that, that, that weather comes through, that cold weather comes through, it'll actually keep it warmer by having it well watered before the freeze or before the cold weather hits. Okay. What are some other questions that you're getting or things that people are concerned about? Because you said you live in Jay. Mm-hmm. It's like, kind of like Molino. It's colder, but mm-hmm. that away. It is. And so, but we're getting the wind mm-hmm. right off the water. Yeah. So and wind can be a big issue. So we always get cold or we always lose heat in our landscapes two different ways. We get radiant heat, which just kind of goes up and into the atmosphere. And then we get the, uh, I always like to make the joke that we all move down here to get away from the cold wind, the cold weather, or a lot of people move down here to get right. away from the cold weather and the wind's doing that too. And so... 
but it's bringing the cold with it. So a couple of ways you can mitigate that is if you get a little bit of a tree canopy in your yard, you can actually mitigate a lot of that radiant heat from getting out. And so you'll keep your yard a little bit warmer. And if you can, if you can figure out where the wind comes from in the winter and you can build yourself a windbreak there, you'll actually stop a lot of that wind. Um, some plants that are good for that would be like arborvitaes and, um, oh, your, uh, your bottle brush outside of your window here would probably be okay for that. And I cannot remember the name. It's one of, oh, podocarpus. Podocarpus would be good for that as well. If you plant them densely enough, they'll create a break. Is that, so you're talking about a tree canopy. You're just basically a fence. Oh, no. Tree a, can, a tree canopy not, would have to be stuff like pecans or oaks or something of that but those nature. things snap. Uh, right? Don't they just depends snap Depends on the type the of oak. Okay. I thought pecan trees did. They can, but any tree can. Okay. The nice thing about using pecan trees for a canopy is that you also get pecans. I know. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I haven't picked up pecans in years, but man, that was one of my favorite things to do in the fall. So a, a pecan or an oak, what, what type of oak? Uh, any of the stronger ones. I probably wouldn't go with a water oak, but I don't think anybody really sells water oaks because they're just kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um, live oak would be a good one. Okay. Um, they get nice and big and strong. So anything like that. Now, I'd plant them in multiples, though. I think I last time I read our hurricane... hurricane um, Literature, it says something like trees planted in sets of five resist hurricanes better. Sets of five. Mm -hmm. Do you have a place that you recommend or? No, I can't recommend a oh, nursery can't. to you. <laughs> oh, okay. There's plenty of good ones though. I know Santa Rosa has several, several really good nurseries. So let's, let's go to a local nursery then and get our trees that we need. Uh, and you said in sets of five, so the pecan. If you can. I mean, any, the, any tree coverage is going to help, but. If you want to reverse, um, mitigate some of that hurricane type stuff, then yeah, those sets of five is probably better. And what about the gardens we've already started for our winter vegetables? Do you, I mean, you think they're probably maybe too small right now to have uh, got some damage from the winds that we're having? So you can, with the things like vegetable gardens, the nice thing about vegetable gardens is that the stuff you should be planting now likes the cold. Okay. And so that's all your leafy green type stuff all year excuse me, all of your kales and things of that nature, they actually do okay in the cold. Are there um, people who actually like kale, Josh? <laughs> uh, I like every vegetable. But you do? I do. Um, but you, what you can do is what we call a low tunnel. Okay. So people are very familiar with high tunnels, which are those big structures that you see. People kind of use them as greenhouses. Yeah. They're not technically greenhouses, but people use them that way. Well, a low tunnel looks very similar, except it only covers that individual row. And so you put some sort of plastic type material over it and build a little structure that just covers that row of vegetables, and then you can keep a lot of that cold off of it. So that, that's a good method for that. Like Brussels sprouts, broccoli. Can you do you grow broccoli in the fall? Yes. Okay. Broccoli is a cold weather okay. type of thing. All the stuff you should be planting now is like broccoli. I think garlic's okay to plant now. Um, onions would be okay now. Turnips? Turnips would be, I think, turnips would be okay now. I'm not 100% sure on turnips, because I think you plant them now and then harvest in the spring. Um, any of your lettuces, things of that nature would be what you'd want to plant now. Okay. All right. So there should be okay now because now's the planting time. Yeah. All they right. plant in the fall. You. If you have any questions, you can always look up the North Florida gardening calendar. Okay. And on Google and just look, put the letters IFAS after it. And that'll pull up everything University of Florida has on, um, what to plant this month. Um, you can also look at fresh from Florida, I believe is the website. 
and they do the same thing. They kind of, it's also an IFAS product and they, uh, they'll tell you what to plant now and how long it's going to take to grow and things of that nature. Okay. And the watering, all of it, all of it that, that, that it, people need to know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll tell you how to do all that. And then if you have any questions, of course, I'm available in Santa Rosa County and, and Beth Bowles is available here in Escambia. And then Larry Williams over in Okaloosa. Um, we're all horticulture types and we can always help you with your questions. I'm just trouble, Josh. You trouble. like kale. <laughs> I like all vegetables. They all uh, have their place. I have never heard uh, anyone say that. You really do for real? Yeah. It's what I, I didn't choose this this occupation. No, because but I mean, no, I've, I'm not even thinking of your op- occupation. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all vegetables. But there's nothing that just you go. Not really. You're very healthy then. Very uh, cool. Not really. <laughs> very cool. No, I find that. I, very I just like I just like I like to eat, and um, I don't like to limit myself. And so I look at the vegetables, and I go, well, I could be upset about that, but it's probably okay for me, and I'm sure it tastes all right. I just got to try it. Oh, okay. Your kids have a good example then. News Radio 92.3 is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm talking with Josh. He's from the Santa Rosa County Extension, IFAS, all -hmm. things horticultural. If you have, and I I still can't say that word right now. If you have any questions, anything you want to talk to Josh about, you can text at 850-437-1620. We'll be back right after this. As a part of the 10th anniversary of Foo Foo Fest, the Pensacola Civic Band is proud to present On Broadway, an unforgettable concert experience featuring Broadway star Megan Hilfney. Known for her extraordinary performances and acclaimed Broadway productions like Wicked and Smash on November 11th at the Sanger Theater. Plus, there will be a free Q&A with Megan Hilfney on November 10th at 3 p.m. at the Gene and Paul Amos Performance Studio at WSRE. Get your tickets now at the Sanger Box Office or online at PensacolaCivicBand.org. What's fun and happening in Pensacola? You'll find out as the City of Pensacola Parks and Recreation Department talks about it here with Bridget Kay on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Join us each month as we detail what's going on in your resource center, parks, recreation programs, and the Community Maritime Park. It's a great month to get out and play Pensacola. Tune in this Friday morning at 9.30. The Pensacola Expert Panel with Bridget Kay, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. Deep climbing. Picked off. He brought it down with one hand. Got it. Goes down. Sacked. This is your home for FSU football. Watson deep downfield. Oh, touchdown. FSU. Rolling to his left. They're going to throw. End zone. Picked off. Game over. Catch live coverage of the Seminoles all season long. Right here on your home for Florida State football. Listen to FSU football on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Brought to you by Pensacola Hardware. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. 
You're listening to Pep Talk on News Radio Pensacola. Text in the show at 850-437-1620. News Radio 92.3, it's a Pensacola expert panel. I'm Jan Casey, and I'm here with Josh from the Santa Rosa County Extension, IFAS. He is the residential horticultural, let's see, dang it, Josh, expert. And we're talking all things horticulture, and he was just, we were just talking about uh, peas. Southern peas. Southern peas. Yeah, so black-eyed peas, things of that nature. And that they co- they're good for uh, coverage? or Oh, yeah, we were talking about cover cropping strategies. Cover cropping. And so cover crops are, there's a whole lot of benefit to them, but there's a lot of pushback against integrating them because it's one of those deals where you'd have to tell a farmer to not plant the thing that they're going to sell to feed their family. Okay. For a season. So generally speaking, we'll do cover cropping here in the winter when nothing's growing anyway. Um, and they'll do that with cereal rye and some sort of legume, depending on what they're wanting to plant the next season. Um, but I was just reading yesterday that southern peas, black-eyed peas, are a, a great summer cover crop here because of the biomass they produce. And so they just produce a lot of plant. And so that's really good for integrating into your soils and up in your soil organic matter. That's really interesting. I grew up. Picking peas, shelling peas. So that's that's my knowledge right there. Mm-hmm. Picking them peas, shelling them peas. It was hot. Butter beans. Um, I mean, you grew up here, right? No, I no? grew up all over the world. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought I, you did. No, I was born in Iowa, and then my dad was in the Air Force, and so we kind of went all over. Oh, you got all kinds of cool experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, when did you fall in love with horticulture? Uh, well, I retired, I retired from the Air Force back in 2018. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And I thought, I come from Iowa. That's a bunch of farming people. How hard can farming be? So I <gasps> bought a place in Jay and tried to farm it and quickly realized I knew nothing about farming. Um, and then I started to go here to UF Milton and I learned plant science. And then I started to work at the research station in the northern end of Santa Rosa County in the row cropping lab. And mm. then I, that was so much fun. I was learning everything I could possibly want to know. And then the residential horticulture job came open and the doctor I was working for said, man, you know basically everything about plants. I don't know how you figured that out, but you know a lot about it. You need to apply for that job. That job is perfect for you. And so I did. And I never thought they'd take me, but they did. And you're just moving on up up with it then. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you go about at IFAS? How do you go about helping residents? Do you go out to schools or do they Um, come to you? So I teach classes. I teach in the libraries. Um, okay. every month and then we'll do other classes i have some that are coming up um, i have i'm planning on doing a tomato growing class in the spring because everybody has a lot of trouble with tomatoes so we're going to do some tomato growing classes and things of that nature um, but people call me they email me they'll just walk into my office i have uh, 80 master gardeners that are my volunteer um, group and they are amazing they're really good people they uh some have been farming or growing stuff here for upwards of 50 years. And so they know as, as much, if not more, than I do. I learn stuff from them all the time. Um, and they'll just come in and they'll say, hey, I'm having this problem and I don't know what to do with it. And so we'll start to walk through it and we'll say, okay, well, what's your soil pH? What's your growing conditions? What plan is it? Do you have the right amount of fertilizer? Are you fertilizing too much? Are you watering too much? Are you not watering enough? And we kind of walk through their cultural practices with them and get those figured out. And then occasionally there's things that are still having problems. And so we got to go through and try to figure out what that is. And sometimes there are bacteria. Most of the time it's a fungus. 
And uh, we do have strategies to get rid of funguses. And so we'll start walking through how to eliminate those problems. When I grew tomatoes, and I know that I'm not the only person who's had this experience, mm -hmm. and I grew bunches of them, bunches, you know what a bunch, you're not from the South, but that's a bunch. I know what a bunch is. And, um, <laughs> but I had these green worms. Army worms. Army? Mm-hmm. Uh, called fall army worm. And so there is a, in our management strategies, management strategies for pests, um, one of our one of our controls is called a biocontrol. So basically, you let na nature take care of itself. It can be as easy as putting a bird feeder up, and so the birds will then be in your area. They'll see those worms. Those worms are tasty to them, and they'll come over and eat them. That's one way to do it. But they'll also eat your tomatoes. <laughs> so okay. that's not a good methodology for tomatoes. Um, but you can use a spray we called BT, which is Bacillus thuringiensis. It's a bacteria. Basically, you spray your plants, and then the worms will eat the plant. They eat just a little bit of it, and then they die. But it's a bacteria, so it's a bio, it's a biological control. What is that again? Um, it's, BT is what it's called. BT. If, if okay. you go to any of the stores, you'll see it labeled BT. Okay, because it became an endless task, and I got my kids involved. We're picking those things mm -hmm. off. Just, And I didn't know about that, so yeah, mm -hmm. good, because I love to grow tomatoes. Yeah. Well, our, our biggest issue with tomatoes is actually is funguses. Um, we have... Uh, I believe they call it fire blight. That's not the official term of it. The, the scientific name is really long and complicated to say, um, but it's called fire blight. And so you'll get a lot of people, their tomatoes will grow five foot tall and there'll be a beautiful plant. And then the next morning they walk out and it's just dead. Um, and, and it can hit that quickly. And it's just a native fungus in the soils here. And so we, that's something we have to work around. That's why we worry about crop rotation. Yeah. That's why we don't worry about, or when we do our crop rotation, we don't put uh Anything that's even related to, to tomatoes back in that spot. So no potatoes, no eggplants, no bell peppers, no tomatoes, because those are all in the same family. And so you don't want to put anything back there that's going to make that fire blight have food to live through that next winter. But you rotate your crops about every three years. We have a text and we're going to talk, talk uh, answer it when we get back at Snooze Radio 92.3. It's Josh from the Santa Rosa County Extension IFAS. He is the residential horticulture man of the hour. We'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben McMillan, and I'm a chiropractor and the owner of Neal Clinic Comprehensive Healthcare. Are you tired of covering up your pain with medications and ready to find the source of your problem and fix it? Then tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel live Friday mornings at 9 a.m., and I'll discuss how chiropractic care can help you. And if you miss Friday's show, you can listen to the replay Saturdays or anytime through the podcast. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92 3 AM 1620. This is Tort Talk with personal injury lawyer Terrence A. Gross. Hi, this is Terrence A. Gross. In 1986, the Florida Bar limited personal injury contingency fees through trial to 40%. At that time, I thought that was too high. I've now practiced personal injury law in Northwest Florida for over 40 years, and I'm proud to say I've never charged a client 40%. Tort Talk is brought to you by Terrence A. Gross. Call 434-3333 or check them out at grossandschuster.com. Get ready, because the event of the Christmas season is coming back to the Pensacola Sanger Theater on December 2nd. The Prophecy Show, the music of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. 
Don't miss your chance to see this one-of-a-kind holiday rock tradition on December 2nd at the Pensacola Center Theater. Tickets are on sale now for The Prophecy Show. The music of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Join us tomorrow for the Pensacola Expert Panel. The folks from Fufu Fest will be here to tell us about the unique events coming up as a part of the 10th anniversary of Pensacola's Fufu Festival. Get all the details. Make your Fufu plans by tuning in to the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 1030. It's the 10th anniversary of Pensacola's Fufu Festival. Bigger, funner, artier. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola is on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola, informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3 is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Dan Casey. I'm here with Josh from University of Florida, Santa Rosa County Extension, talking all things horticulture. And we did have a text, Josh. My vegetable garden soil has a lot of brown clay. And needs to be amended with something to loosen it up. What do you suggest? Uh, so any sort of compost should work. Um, you can even use manures, but as we were just we were just discussing, uh, if you do use manures, one, make sure that they've been composted. Make sure that they've been brought to the appropriate temperature to kill all the bad stuff that's in it. Um, and then you can apply it after that. But even after that, just out of an abundance of caution, if you have if your vegetable crop actually touches the manure, we say to wait 120 days before you eat anything out of there. Um, and if you're the portion of the plant that's not or that is edible does not touch that compost, then you can just wait 90 days. Um, and that's just out of an abundance of caution, just because we don't want anybody to get sick. And when you talk manure, you are talking there's a lot of a lot of bad bacteria and things of that nature in in uh, manures, and so you just want to make sure that none of that's going to get to your food. Okay. But then, oh, and don't don't over apply your composts. Um, you really only want about quarter to half an inch into that into that garden system. Otherwise, all those micronutrients can become toxic because there's a lot of micronutrient in compost. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What about using leaves for compost, like that you've raked up? Just make sure that they're composted. Otherwise, they what they can do is they'll uh, immobilize the nutrients in that soil. As, as they break down, that's what will happen. And then eventually, those nutrients become available after that material breaks down. But it, in the process of doing that, it will actually take nutrients. So you just got to be careful. Okay. We're about out of time. Josh, thank you for coming in and sharing all this stuff. I didn't even know about the green worms and what I could do. We, there's a lot of information. Where can we go to find out more information? Uh, you can come into my office on Dogwood Drive. I have plant clinics in Jay, in Milton, and in Navarre, um, usually on Wednesdays. Uh, in Navarre and Jay, they'll do those. You can call us. You can email me. We have Facebook pages for the extension and for my master gardeners. So any of those places you can get a hold. Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.